0: You are listening to the Phoenix Podcast with UK life and well-being coach Zoe Thompson. Meaningful and light-hearted conversations packed with hints, tips and advice to help you live the life that you want with confidence. Like, subscribe, share, and make sure you stay tuned to create the tomorrow you want while learning to love your today. Good evening, good evening. For those of you joining, I am Zoe from Phoenix Life and Wellbeing Coaching. Thank you so much for joining us on this bank holiday evening. Um, You are tuned in to Fire 5 at Phoenix. So we are now into our second month of doing this. And uh, Jamal, who's joining me this evening, is our eighth or ninth guest on this, I think. So the process is fairly simple in that... Jamal and others have been coming in with five questions to ask me. The trick is I don't get to see the questions beforehand. So all the answers that you're seeing, hearing this evening are straight out of the top of my head. Um, But we have a theme each month and the month, the theme for this month is the relationship with ourselves and our relationship with other people. So before we get into it, Jamal, we have connected through this page, so actually through lives, through me doing lives quite some time ago. Do you want to tell us a little bit about yourselves before we get started?
1: Well, I found Phoenix Live Training uh, quite a while ago now. And then me and you started uh, talking. I watched a lot of the lives. It did help me because at the time I was trying to change job, I was trying to move on, do something completely different to what I've already been doing. And trying to further myself and obviously he gave me a few tips, he helped me out. Yeah. And it's been very informative and helpful since then. So from then I've been an avid viewer. I've been here. I've been asking questions. I've been doing all the things that you did So yeah, I thought that it's about time that I had my little own like my own little platform <laughs> to ask a few questions on my own.
0: What, what I have loved, um, what I've loved about our conversations is that you've always asked me challenging questions in just the same way. So I, that's what I've really loved about our conversations is that it's not been like one way. It's not been like what I would call coaching conversations They've been very much kind of me challenging your perspective, you challenging my perspective and we've had some really interesting conversations so <laughs> i am really, really intrigued as to what questions you are bringing yeah, me this okay. evening
1: Well, to <laughs> be honest with you, yeah, i was thinking that i watched a lot of the lives um and obviously the, the questions that have come before me with the people that have come through and they've been really amazing i have to say that shout out some big ups to all the people that have done it because it's been really amazing yeah but at the same time, I feel like the questions have been, um, I think the one question has been used up and used up, your relationship with yourself and all the bits and that. So I thought I'd rather come at it from a different angle. Cool. And to try and spark something different from there.
0: Love it. And that's that's why it's been, um, that's why this, I think this is what makes these conversations a little bit different is that I give you the topic but you get to come at it from whatever angle whatever perspective you want to so you've got you've got a topic you've got five questions but you get to look at it from your angle your perspective or what you want what you want to ask me on so yeah. do you want to hit me with that first question I'm intrigued yeah. where this conversation first, is
1: the first question the first question is basically two questions so I'm kind okay. of using a cheat, a cheat code here. I'm getting okay. two questions out of one, yeah? Okay, I'm going to
0: allow so that. So I know that
1: everyone's been focusing on the relationships with themselves
0: mm-hmm. and
1: understanding the relationships with themselves and others, which is a good thing because we all need that. You know, We all need that within the community and all the rest of it. But my question to you would have to be, being as we've been going through this um, pandemic, and obviously the black lives matter thing that's really been at the forefront of a lot of people's minds at the moment. Yeah. What is your relationship now with like people around you um you know obviously of ethnic origins and also your relationship with your city because a lot of statues have been taken down as well mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I'd like to know now how the relationship with people and your city has, has it changed, has it evolved is there, is there more now that you know? Because you said before you got a lot more information about yeah. certain things. So yeah. Has that changed the relationship with your surroundings, your city, or with like people around you in, in your community?
0: That's a really yeah. I so we I think Bristol obviously got thrown at the forefront after the after the protest march here and and the Colston statue came down. Now I I have always thought that. My awareness on these issues was pretty good, um, but what it really challenged for me was um, probably two things. One was that I didn't know half of it, um, and that also what I did know was very much kind of the history that the history books wanted to tell us, rather than necessarily that bigger picture and told from from different people's stories. So. Um, I think definitely since that's happened, I've really challenged how aware I am. And actually, I think I've also probably challenged myself in how much of an ally I am and how much more I could, should be doing to support um, people who are really important to me and the community in general. Um, and I think the other thing like around the people who I'm with, We've, you know, lots of people who are, who I'm connected with, um, we've always had really good, interesting, rich conversations anyway. I'm always really keen to meet different people with different, you know, upbringings. And I want to hear people's stories. I want to hear people's experiences. But I think what the the whole, the, the Black Lives Matter conversations, I think what it has done is it's probably challenged me to listen a lot more um, to challenge maybe some of my preconceived ideas and maybe some of the things that I have thought um, along the way and to see whether or not they are yeah different and I think what I have done
1: um, and I think
0: what a lot of us have done is um, really take notice of some of the information that is available to us that actually it has always been there but it's not necessarily been pushed to the forefront mainstream media so I've watched quite a lot of um, documentaries and different things um, that have helped me to understand some of the history behind it um, not just not just here in the UK but um, sort of in the US as well and I think from a city perspective I mean the school I went to I was in Colston House So I was in a, you know, the house that I was in in school was named after Edward Colston. Now, I remember, um, and you might have seen it in the media, the graphic of how they brought people over. Those slaves were brought over on the ships with them all lying down. I remember being shown that graphic, but I don't remember that our education included all of what happened and how Edward Colston came to be you know, so rich. And, you know, that that history plays a huge part in this city. Um, And you can't undo history, but I think you do need to understand everything that happened and from the different perspectives of the people who lived that history. And I think we've seen one side of that history has been a lot louder than the other. And I think it's been nice to see the city step forward and Tell both sides of the story a lot more, and I think people have been a lot more open to hearing that and and challenging some of the things that we have been taught in the past. Does that answer? Because I covered community, covered city, covered people in your uh, two-part yeah. question. Has that answered it?
1: <laughs> has it affected your relationship with your city at all? I mean, that's the that's the that's the only question really. I mean, has it affected your relationship with your city knowing the history now? Or as it just like opened your eyes? Because I feel like it strengthened my relationships with people from um, other, re- other races or religions or whatever, mm-hmm. it strengthened my yeah. relationship with them and my resolve with them because they have the ability to understand where I'm coming from. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like,
0: yeah.
1: it's like the, em- the empathy of it and yeah. obviously doing, doing their own research behind the scenes
0: yeah. and then
1: understanding that. I don't think um it's a level of racism I think it's a level of ignorance so Mm. if if you can educate someone and Mm -hmm. talk to them and show them a different side of stuff yeah obviously you can open up their minds and move forward with the actual dialogue itself
0: yeah I'm not I think Bristol uh I mean with any city I think there's always lots of room for improvement but I think Bristol has Always celebrated its diversity, but and but also recognized its history. So um, in Bristol we have um, you know, for people who aren't from Bristol, we have um Peros Bridge. Um so you know, we have lots of things in the city that have been named after people who made their money through the slave trade. And I think Bristol have acknowledged that we play our part in that part of history. But I think we've the the city itself have worked quite hard to recognise that part of the diversity of this city and our buildings in our you know who lives here now who has you know who the people who are part of our communities now wouldn't be here if that history hadn't happened and so we've got Peros Bridge which is in recognition of one of the slaves who came who came who was brought here Um, you know and I think there's lots of recognition over the fact that it has fed into the richness of this city albeit it's not you know, it's not how we would like history to have happened, but actually there's lots of positives in the culture of this city that plays a part of that. So whether it's, you know, the, the Windrush generation, the boats that came over, the people who worked, you know, significant people who have played a part in this city who came over in that Windrush generation, as well as the slave trade as well. And I think I think Bristol's been very good at recognising that. And I think we celebrate the diversity and the city as it is now. so I think, yeah, I think you know I've, I've was born and bred here. it will always have a special place. but I think it's nice to see um, people who have those positions of power stepping forward and and recognizing and trying to as a city move move that forward and keep that keep that recognition and celebration going as well as you know uh, the the bits that need to be improved on as well.
1: Good excellent. I like that, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? I like that. So, answer my third question, yeah? Because we can talk all day about the Black Lives Matter thing and I don't really want to use
0: that. It's a huge topic.
1: Yeah, it's very huge and very vast. But, um, how do you feel the relationship between the community and law enforcement is happening or going on at the moment, being as, you know, there's been a lot of things that have been happening a lot of uh, wayward law enforcement officers that have come to light. How do you think um, the community right now, how do you think the relationships are with the law enforcement that are supposed to be keeping us safe at the moment?
0: So this is, so this is, um, this, is uh, there, this is a, it's not a difficult question for me to answer because I know what my answer is, it's a difficult answer for me to communicate. Um, So I worked for the police here for 20 years and I am proud of the fact that I worked for the police here for 20 years and I worked with a lot of very, very good people who had and still have very good intentions to do the best for the communities that they serve. So. I have that and I have that strong affiliation with the police service and what the police are there to do. Um, And the people who I've got to know and work alongside with, I will continue to be proud of that. However, the institution and the organization and some individuals have a lot of improvement to do. And I, I don't think I, okay, so, I have some challenge around um, the the word racism when it gets used with the service as a whole. Um, I think there is a lot of bias um, and I have um, a different, um, the use of the word, people get very defensive over the use of the word racism, um, but I think we all have a bias. And I think the challenge for the police and the community here, On both sides is to challenge some of the bias. Now when I say that what I mean is there's a lot of history between the police and certain communities and we're not just talking in the last 10-20 years we're talking over a very very long period of time. There were riots here between the police and and some of the black community in the 70s. We're, We're talking a long a long time. think there's a lot of bias I think there's a lot of bias that people need to call out on themselves and as part of their organization and I mean that on both sides so I think there's a lot of people who have had bad experiences in dealing with cops and I think there are cops who've had bad experience or negative experiences with individuals but what happens is we group those experiences and we form that bias. And I think that's where the challenge needs to be made. One negative experience doesn't contaminate or represent a whole group of people. And I mean that on both sides. So from the police perspective, one or two negative experiences with individuals from a certain community group doesn't represent the whole community. And from a community perspective, one or two negative experiences with a police officer doesn't represent the whole police service. So I think that's part of the challenge at the moment. And I think both sides need to address that and call that out and accept that those biases exist. And I think until, I think at the moment, it's very emotional, it's a very emotive subject. Um, But what I am seeing from, from from people who I know on both sides, that there are people who are very much wanting to listen and wanting things to change and wanting things to move forward. I don't know that there are many people on either side who want things to stay as they are. I think people are very keen to move on. I think the police, I'm assuming we were talking UK police here, but I, the police are there to uh, protect and serve the communities. They are there to represent the communities that they serve. So we need people from all communities to be working with the police, whether that's from the outside in or whether it's as employees, as police officers, to represent the community. It's very hard, to, very hard to police a community that you have no knowledge or understanding of. So we need people from those communities in those organisations and not just the police the council, social services, all of these people who serve their communities need to have people in there who represent the communities. And at the same time, people in those organizations need to be listening and understanding those communities as well. And I think at the moment there's a lot of talking and not so much listening. And I think I don't think anybody wants it to stay the same. I think there's a lot of people who want it to move forward. But it's going to need some listening and some understanding and I think also some recognition of we got that wrong we did not get that right we got that wrong we need to learn from it so that we can move on and and I do think that needs to come we all have an individual responsibility and organizations also have a collective responsibility to challenge the structure of the organization or how that organization is run that is not helping things to move forward.
1: Yeah, but with all the incidents that have happened involving law enforcement and it being on a, um, I hate to say it, but on a race basis, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah. hard for, it's hard for someone like me or anyone from an ethnic background to even think that you'd want to become part of that institution when you've seen how that institution reacts or yeah. what how how it Works on you, so to speak. Totally. Why
0: why would you want to work for an organisation that you think doesn't understand you, doesn't get you, doesn't? Why would you want to do that? But at the same time, how does that organisation change if it's not doesn't have those have people and doesn't have a representative of that outside community? How does it? How how, how does it change?
1: But at the end of the day, how can it change if, you know, we're living with the old boys and how they do their thing? Because that is something that's been there for a long time, right? I mean, when we're talking when we're talking about change, if I have to refer back a little bit, you know what I mean, to uh race and stuff. If we're talking about change, what's happening now was happening like 50 years ago, 100 yeah. years ago. You know what I mean. The only reason why it's so prominent now is because it's been publicized, yeah. where people get to actually see. You know, yeah. so the things that you you wouldn't ordinarily see, you get to see right now. So therefore, it's like because of all them things being um, woven in, into the foundation of these things, yeah. the change itself, even if someone like me was within the like the society or whatever, it would be very hard. Because there has been black um, police officers who I respect, you know what I mean, and who have gone out there and they do their job and they're yeah. really good guys and, you know, Asian police officers, really good guys and yeah. these guys are good and they've been under force for how long, but it's still, they're, they're still fighting something and and the change is not coming with ease. Yeah. It's not, it's not um, a speedy thing.
0: It's no, always going to be there. the culture of any organization is a very big ship to turn so how do you work that through how do you get that culture to shift we until unless you have the building of these relationships and so this is where you know this where this topic comes in of you need to build that relationship between the community and the police service and so what you see is you see some people from the police actively reaching out that hand to the communities. They want to learn. They want to understand. They want to improve things. And you see some people from the communities actively reaching their hand out to the police. We want to help you. We want, to un- we want you to understand. We want you to be better for our communities. So there are people who are trying to build those relationships, but you're right, it's, it's taking a long time and it's not fast enough for people. So how do you speed up that trust in, in those, to build those relationships? Now, part of that is by having more people from the community in the organization, so from the inside out, and then also people in the community on the outside helping in. But it's got to work together. So you've got to have, and this is this is part of where the challenge is, isn't it? It's you've got to start to have those difficult conversations, start moving things forward and saying, okay, we have to accept and acknowledge where we are now. And that's the first thing that's got to happen. Nothing's gonna move forward until there's an acceptance of where we are now. And I think that's probably where some of the issue is, is there's a bit of denial in what the problems are so you have to you have to remember i've been out for 3 years so i'm i'm now member of the public seeing what i see but i know you know that i know that there's still cuz i go now in as a community member i go to these meetings to try and support from the you know i'm not on the inside being able to influence these conversations now i'm now on the outside so i now turn up to these meetings as a member of the community to try and help the police to improve their relationships with the community to help with recruitment and make sure you know help people who are trying to you know work there and improve how that organization is but i'm now doing it from the outside as a community member but it's, it's about the relationship it is about the relationship between the police service and the community it's got to build and it's got to move forward and I know there's some really strong relationships there but it's it's got to grow you know it's got to you you can't you know you can't have two or three people turn a big ship you need to have the majority trying to turn the ship and so you know I think Bristol is very lucky we have you know, um, a diverse council. Um, We also have a chief constable and a PCC who are very, who have a very good relationship with other, you know, with the people in the council and have been very supportive of trying to improve these relationships. I know that's not the same everywhere, um, but this is about relationship building. This is about building that trust and having those conversations working together for you know to move things forward and you can't do that if you're not listening and you can't do that if you're not open to accepting when you've got things wrong and you can't do that if you're not open to working together and so whether you're doing that you know i'm not saying you have to join up to be able to do that but i think that's going to help and when we've got a representative force that will help um, but we also need a community that's saying, OK, we have to acknowledge that this has this has not been what we want. But how do we help everybody to move this forward so that the next generation don't have to worry about what your generation and your parents' generation have had to worry about?
1: True So it's all about getting guess, the foundation trying to change it. it.
0: I get torn with it because I see what you see. I, you know, I see what you see and I get frustrated about how things are handled. But at the same time, you know, I did 20 years with some really good people and I'm still in contact with people who are really, really trying to make it work and move it forward. So it's that, it's 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 a tough, it is a tough one, but yeah.
1: Tough one, because like you said, it's going to take time, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just hope. See that kind of thing in my lifetime. Me too. You know what I mean.
0: Me too. For, for my
1: children, for my children, so they grow up in a better world where you know everyone's respected on their character and who they are, like Martin wanted, rather than just being you know looked at or judged yeah. by the contents their skin or
0: you know yeah. that kind
1: of. Stuff. I, I'd like that change. I'd like to see that in society.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, I you want that too.
1: Yeah, I want, I want that. So I've got a cheeky question now. Um, Okay. I've been looking at your Instagram and I've been looking at your uh, progress with your running. With with (laughs) running? Yeah. And how how it hasn't been very easy. So what's your relationship with your running? How's that going? How's that working at the moment?
0: (laughs) (laughs) running, Running is a last resort. It really is a last resort. So... So I I don't particularly enjoy running. Running is not my is not my first choice of activity. But so the the gym's obviously shut down during lockdown. Um, most of my training these days is more kind of spin classes because it fits in with around work commitments. So when the gym's closed, um I tried to work out from home and do walks. But I I'm just not one for jumping around in my living room. I I can't. I just. I have a, the utmost respect for people who have been able to be active and work out at home during lockdown. Um, we've got weights here. Um, I've done some weight workouts, did some Pilates, but I can't, I can't jump around in my front room. I just <laughs> I can't, I can't do it. I slack off way too easy. So running was kind of the next option for me, um, but it's I have to force myself out. Spin classes, I really look forward to. But uh, they're in the diary. I'm like, right, OK, just get this done. And then I head out to spin. I enjoy spin running. I feel I feel better once I've done it. But when I'm running itself. <laughs> enjoyable. So I try and listen to music. Um, but, yeah, I'm not I'm not a natural, I'm not a natural runner. But okay. I need I need to be out there and I need to be active, otherwise I'm I'm quite irritable. So I'm I'm running for my own health and for this kind of health and safety of other people. <laughs> oh, so
1: so it's a love-hate relationship with the running then. It's, <laughs> it's nice. a love-hate relationship.
0: It, yeah, it's, it's a need
1: you, but you it's don't really neat. love it too much.
0: No, I'm just not um I, I'm really heavy on my feet, so and I know how heavy I am because I, I I can see people moving like further up the road. They can hear they can hear me coming. It's just not, it's just not comfortable. <laughs> but it's still better than not doing anything at all. So I feel I feel so much better after it, but um I would rather go and do a spin class if I could.
1: Okay. So yeah, see. it's
0: a love, hate relationship.
1: Yeah, so for all you out there, you know, it's a love-hate relationship running. Okay, so my final question, because that's been four now, my final question.
0: Okay, final question.
1: Will be, um, it's just a real simple one, or it's an interesting one. Um, Since the pandemic and all this isolation, being separated from people that we love, people that we care about, how it, how's your relationships with your family, with your friends? Have those relationships been more enhanced since you can be able to appreciate them because we ain't mm-hmm. been able to like be around each other?
0: That's a good good question. So I've been I've been with family today, so that's a really well really well timed question. So it's my stepdad's seventieth this week so happy birthday to him um so i've been yeah i've been with um i've been with them today um and it's been nice this is the first time we've actually all been together um so his mum um is 95 now so um so she was there as well um uh and then my sister and her husband and her three children and it was just really nice to have everybody in the same room and in the same garden you know after all this time so because um myself and my son have been working we have distanced from them a fair bit up until very recently in fact that's the first time I've seen um my great-grand today for since before lockdown because um because we're, we were we because we've both been working we've obviously been out and Um, social distancing but we have been with people and because they've been in the they're both in the high risk category we've obviously to protect them kind of stayed away so it was really nice to kind of see them um I've seen friends for walks and like gone out for food more recently that's been really nice yeah I think you just really value that connection and I think um I think different people have managed it in different ways, haven't they? I'm naturally quite an introvert. Um, I, I like my own space. I like to recharge on my own. So being on my own and distance from people wasn't too much of a challenge for me. In fact, it probably got too comfortable quite quickly that I've had to almost kind of challenge myself to get back out again. Um, but then I'm with people all day, every day through work, so it hasn't felt isolated, if that makes sense. Because I've I've been in constant contact, regular contact with people, so it's been quite nice to have the sort of friend and family connections again. I, Zoom's Zoom's not great for that. I, each of their own, isn't it? But I think I think it's I think it's served a purpose in keeping people connected. But it's not the same as sitting in the same
1: never it's never the same you know you can never have a you can have a laugh but you can never really have that laugh when you're like it's not the same as when you're in the same vicinity as somebody else so to speak my friends and we're sitting down together and we're laughing just the facial thing can make me like yell out you know what i mean and start going for it so to speak so it's, it's so much I, different. Don't,
0: I don't think you get the connection, the energy connection in the same way on Zoom. Yeah. I don't think it's not the same as getting the vibes off people in the same room as them. It's not, it's
1: not, it's not really because I'm just looking at a screen and it's, 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 it's not the same. I'm not really interacting with you. Yes, I can yeah. see you. Like, I'm, I can see you right now, but yeah. I'm not actually interacting. It's, it's all body language. It's all how you move. It's all feeling the energy, like you said. So, yeah, it's it's one of those for me. I couldn't yeah. do the computer. Couldn't do no,
0: that. have have you found it quite? Have you been able to get back in touch with people again more recently?
1: Um, only recently, but I haven't stopped working since this began because I do security. So when it was really peak, I was
0: You've been one of our key workers, haven't you? So you've been out there working throughout.
1: Yeah. And I've seen a lot of humanity. A lot of humanity. Right. <laughs> From people. So for me, yeah, I've I've not stopped and i not been able to be like be with my mom or my dad or yeah. something like that. Because at the end of the day, I'm working all the time and I'm always around people. So only recently I've been to my mom's house and I've been able to share a laugh and a joke with them and yeah. that kind of stuff and have my yeah. whole family together. So it's been it's been better now, but before I did um understand how you can really appreciate the relationships that you have with people. Yeah. When you're not, when you're not in the same room as them or you're not being able to be around the same energy as them or in the same place.
0: Yeah. You really
1: learn yeah. to appreciate it. Yeah.
0: You know. So you you mentioned just then that you've seen a lot of humanity. So can yeah. can I can I spin a question back to you and ask whether or not your relationship with humanity have you like how you've seen the world has that changed and which did it change for the better or did it change like, <laughs> are you more positive about <laughs> humanity or is that Not changed? a very
1: good question. this is not a very good question Zoe. not a very good question
0: I'm, honestly I like see what you've seen not, um all
1: right and for me for me and this is my opinion. Yeah. Okay, I do love the, um, the community-based thing. You know, people yeah. pulling it out for each other, pulling pulling together, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But yeah. on the flip side of it, I've seen a lot of selfish intent as well. Mm-hmm. Right, people that are basically just looking out for them mm-hmm. and not either the wider sense of it. Like, what you see when you're out there, Well, when I was out there in the beginning, was awful. It was completely awful, right? People fighting each other, people like not having no respect for each other. You know, I think as we got deeper into it, people started realizing that having a community or not being able to do certain things, or the older people within our communities not being able to do certain things. You know what I mean? We have to start helping each other we had to start helping each other and about 60 percent of us 70 percent of us started doing all that but it was that little percentage Mm -hmm. that was still just thinking about me myself and I yeah you know yeah right then I have um people who complain to me about other people not caring about their uh how can I put it how can I put this about them being susceptible to the coronavirus in these pandemic times, you know what I mean? And then you have to try and speak to them as well and empathize with them, but at the same time, you know that people ain't doing certain things out of just doing it out of being selfish or being horrible. It's just that they're trying to mind their own as well and protect themselves. So it's just, it's it's really up and down. I mean, humanity itself has changed a lot, a lot. I feel like we've gone back a bit to the days when I was growing up where it was all community based. Yeah. Because now I know all my neighbors now. Yeah. <laughs> I lived here for ages and I, I <laughs> hadn't spoken to a lot of them. And all yeah. of a sudden I know all of them now. I know okay. all of them. So Keep it's here. one of those things where yeah. it was good for, good for community in that yeah. respect. But on on a deeper thing, it was like a a lot of people took advantage of it as well. Yeah. You know. And then so, under- self,
0: the self-preservation is really strong, isn't it? That self-protection, self-preservation and how that plays out for people and how that can have that negative impact on other people is, is really strong. So I think fear is... I've seen lots of fear and people oh, manage that in, yeah. in different yeah, ways. It's,
1: it's awful. It's like the older people, it's very like it's very present you can see it yeah. in their eyes you can see it in their actions you can see yeah. everything you know there's some people out there that just don't care like we had a guy coming, and he was like saying that he was presenting symptoms of coronavirus to one of the workers there just to scare her stuff like that yeah. you know what i mean to me it gave me a broader view of what's really going on out here people and what people are doing No, the fear fear factor is one of the main things that controls everyone and the media don't help. No. Right? The media don't help. The media feed into it themselves. They start telling you things and then you got Facebook and you got Instagram and you got everything telling you certain bits and that. And I've seen how people get all confused, like, but I'm scared to send my kids to school and I'm scared to go out the door. I don't know what to do. It just reminds me of, like, when we had the terrorist attacks and stuff, and everyone was talking about this war on terror.
0: Yeah.
1: And terror is an emotion. It's not an actual person. But everyone, like, got sucked into that. And I think it's the same thing again with coronavirus, because I've done a lot of research, and I'm one of those guys that think, uh, okay, coronavirus, blah, 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 but it isn't as dangerous as flu. And and when we had... um, the swine flu going around.
0: Yeah.
1: No one about to wear a mask. Nah.
0: <laughs> no,
1: no one was running around isolating. And a lot more people died of that than they're dying of the COVID. You know what mm. I mean? You can check it out. So but when I think about certain things, I just feel like it's the way the the media and everybody else amps it up. Just yeah. amping it, amping it up. What we should be doing is being a lot more calmer about it that's what I feel be' a lot more mm. calm and then we'll be able to think a lot more logically about what's going on and what's happening but because everyone's on that fear factor of like oh we gotta do this gotta do that you gotta wear a mask I mean the mask thing I started in the beginning if this was if this this was like a main thing that we should have had then why didn't I have a mask in the beginning like <laughs> you know you know I felt like this is really crazy why didn't I have a mask in the beginning like I was like on ground zero. I'm I'm a war I'm a war dude. I'm out there with the rest of the key workers. We're standing there no, on the when front you're, line. If you're
0: on the front line, then yeah, that PPE equipment was so important, wasn't it? it?
1: There was none. There was none. I guarantee you, there was none.
0: But if you if you take it back, that what you're just saying there about the fear factor and that self protection. So even if you just go back through to the the answers to the questions that I've given you this evening, the fear factor runs through so many of those.
1: It does all the time. And that self
0: fear factor fear fear is like the strongest emotion in terms of how we protect ourselves. And and like you said, if we just kind of took you know when we're not in that heat of the moment we take that step back and go what is going on here and we separate the facts and we separate the feelings and we start to have those conversations with you know uh you know we dial down the emotion and we dial up the yeah. forward thinking and cohesion collaboration things could be so different
1: oh uh, that that would be a world <laughs> that would definitely be a world <laughs> but you know, I, I I just don't see I don't see it happening because we're a generation of like there's good and bad in everyone, and there's good and bad in everything. Mm-hmm. So we've always got to have that balance. I feel like there's always going to be that balance that has to happen. I just yeah. hope the balance tips a bit more with the good and yeah. and stuff with the bad. That's that's my goal in life. That's what mm-hmm. I want to do. That's what I want to put into this world. A little bit more of the good and then yeah. we can just tilt it a little bit, you know what I mean? Because I know that it's always going to be like that in a but sense ul- of
0: ultimately if we all want, you know, when we when as a collective we all want the same things to happen, we're more prepared to negotiate how we show up to that for the outcome.
1: Yeah. But we need a lot more like-minded people mm-hmm. making a lot more moves, and I think that's what it's gonna take for yeah. us to like, I don't know, rise together rather than rise apart, yeah. because yeah. That's, that's what we need. Everything around me seems to add up to division. You know what I mean? Everything seems to be a divide. If if it was the Black Lives Matter, if it was black and white, if it was, you know, a pandemic, it was those who felt the fear the most from those who thought this is another another trick. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's always a division but no one ever sees that the division is used as a form of control
0: absolutely absolutely and actually if we sit down and listen we and we will see that actually most people are not here for division most people want people all working together because they know that the benefits massively outweigh people trying to and most people aren't trying to pull off in different directions
1: i mean people
0: want what they feel is best for themselves but we don't always recognize that actually if we all just moved in the same direction that is what would happen um but yeah it's it, that's why it's it cool, needs uh, to be cool. that movement and momentum rather than that device yeah. divisiveness but yeah, you know it's just that we if we can put the fear the feelings of fear and yeah. The, the worry about what may or may not happen to one side, and start talking about what we do want, and we can start to listen. Then I I, I do think that those those relationships will will build because ultimately, if you strip away what humans are about, that re- the, if you just strip it back down to that relationship of humans, regardless of the country we were born in or the culture we've been raised in or the parents that we have or any of those things ultimately the psyche of the human is yeah. exactly the same across the board but you're
1: saying, you're saying the right, right, you're saying the right things though there is no black and white there is no black and white there is only
0: diversity only
1: beings there is no black like there is no black and white we are all beings on this one planet we all coexist and live together there is no black and white. There is no separation. It's only the um, illusion of separation. There's,
0: there's diversity there's and difference in who we are as individuals. And within that, there's some commonality of people who are similar to us in different ways, whether it's in our belief system, in our behaviours, in our culture and what we celebrate and what we find is important but ultimately as humans we all have the same psychology we all have exactly the same needs and we all collectively have that need to self protect survive and yeah. then after that there's 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 there is diversity and there is difference but they're all at surface level
1: yeah but well, you see i'm stronger with you as an ally than I am with you as an enemy. Is,
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Right, so
1: that's how you got to think about things like yeah. there, is no, there is no division. Only the, like the division that we create. Yeah. You know, th- that can be created through insecurity, through fear, through this, yeah. through that. So it's only what we create and manifest that comes out here. Yeah.
0: But the, but even when you look at the division, ultimately it's all people trying to protect the same thing. this are just trying to Basically. protect them in different ways
1: basically yeah trying to do the same thing but just being awkward about it
0: yeah <laughs> so, we, could do, we could all do the same thing together and it would be a lot it would be a lot a lot easier but you're right it's
1: always you know anything
0: you can do you can it's, do better. But it's so, the fear of scarcity isn't it because if you if you have something then it doesn't if you if you have something does that mean I have to give it up or can we both have the same thing so it's the the scarcity mindset whether you're talking about toilet roll or power it's a scarcity mindset if you have the toilet roll I don't have the toilet roll if you have the power I can't have the power whereas actually we can all have toilet roll and we can share the power Share everything. That's, so a <laughs> That's a terrible so, analogy, but it's a so scarcity it's,
1: mindset. It's a very powerful one, being uh, as people were fighting over toilet paper. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's a very powerful one.
0: But people struggle with equality because they think they have to lose something for other people to be equal.
1: Yeah, basically. So
0: the, the, fear is, the fear is not that, you, that you, are you, you as a whole, you people outside of me, it's not the fear that Other people will be equal. It's the fear that I have to lose something for other people to be equal.
1: I think
0: that's the fear of other people. Fear scarcity mindset. Yeah. So that's that's where that's why toilet roll came into my mind. But (laughs) it's it's the fear of scarcity. It's like if you if if for other people to be equal, I need to give something up. So then I'm not equal to you because I've given something over to you. There's a scarcity mindset, whereas ultimately there is enough for everyone. If we worked, if there was that cohesion, that collaboration, there is enough for everybody. We don't, for other people to be equal, we don't have to be less or give
1: up. If I have an idea and then my idea helps me move forward in a certain way and I share that idea with somebody else, That doesn't take away from me that gives to me because now we can both share this experience we can both have that idea we can both talk on that level that's how i've always been with my mindset because it's not about trying to be above people you know we're all we're all the same i can learn from someone who i know nothing about or who i feel like doesn't know as much as i do you know what i mean but i can learn from everyone
0: yeah and that's not that's not taking away from other people by you doing that, it, it gives it to you, but it's not—they're not any less. They haven't had to give something to give to someone doesn't mean that you have to take away, take from.
1: away from yourself. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. A plus it's a plus. It's not a minus.
0: Exactly. You no, know I mean?
1: when you give someone something, it's, it's a plus because you you gain from that as well. You gain from giving them some, something that that's what it's all about.
0: Exactly what a great <laughs> note to end on spot on
1: perfect thank you so much thank you
0: oh, i hope that boys. it was
1: insightful i hope that you enjoyed it and i gave you some good it questions
0: Did i kind of went
1: off the topic but you know tried all to right. stay on it at the same time it That's still came right. in with the relationships now it's all
0: good i it's always, always a pleasure to have a conversation with you. I always take something away, hopefully, without taking from you in the process. <laughs> I always, no, always I've gained the
1: something. I've gained, as well. I've gained insight myself, so I'm good. Perfect.
0: Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, Zoe. This,
0: this Thank you. Yours is the last one on this topic as well, so I feel like we've ended up here. Yeah, and I
1: think, think do we took everyone, do everyone else's amazing stuff and then,
0: by talking about the running you've introduced the next topic quite nicely as well so that was a nice smooth handover because next month's theme is around physical activity so nicely done unknowingly but nicely done
1: yeah i'll i'll be there at the end of the month again yeah to to finish it over you know at the end of the month
0: we'll just keep wheeling you in at the end of each month Thank you so much for coming in. So, um, thank you to those of you who've tuned in. If you are watching back, let us know. If you've got questions for either myself or Jamal, actually, um, just yes. type them into the comments and we will come back to you. Um, this will go up on YouTube, Instagram TV. It will stay here on Facebook as well. Um, but if you are watching back at any time, do you feel free to put anything into the comments or questions. Um, I'll be more than happy to answer them, but thank you so much. Jamal, thank you so much for your time. And I'll see you very soon. Okay, take care. Wait a minute. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe.